Welcome to a Convex Conversation. I'm Sean Heath, and today I have another opportunity to have a conversation with my now close personal friend, the CEO and head coach for Convex Leadership, Jackie Werblow. Jackie, how are you today? I'm doing great. How about you, Sean? Well, I'm... I thought I was doing great, and then I had a conversation with my son this weekend, and he said, Dad, you are a helicopter parent. And for a moment, I thought that I was going to be offended, but then I realized he's absolutely right. I am super protective. I'm always, I'm, I'm protective to a point, I'm afraid, of preventing my children from having the opportunity to succeed because I'm so dialed in on wanting to protect them from failure. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I'm doing them. I know I'm not doing them a great service by always trying to be there and be that safety net. You know, my daughter is in, in high school and I'm, I'm so concerned with all of the, all the negativity that can come from social media. I don't, her self image, I mean, it's being formed right now and I'm hypersensitive to wanting to protect her. And this, this weekend, she said in a conversation separate from the one I had with my son where he told me I was a helicopter parent, I told her, I said, I'm really concerned that the way you interact with your friends is just through social media. And, you know, it's so easy to distort things and there's not a lot of subtlety or context. And she said, Daddy, you don't have to worry. I know what my friends mean and I know what matters. And I thought, oh, okay, well, apparently I'm doing a much better job of being a dad than I thought. But that's that has I had that conversation twice that has to be sort of a universal mm -hmm. uh, situation you must run into into that all the time the the fear of confidence or that's got to be a challenge that you see on a daily basis you know Sean it really is losing confidence in yourself is very frequent and it can come as a result of a bad grade in high school, a bad performance review, or a less than expected performance review, an offhand comment from a boss, from a friend, and your confidence goes spiraling downward. And recently I've had that a lot in coaching. I've seen people who are stressed in their personal life and stressed in their professional life, and suddenly they can't remember that what they've done in the past creates the environment for their success in the future. You know, Henry Ford really uh, talked about this back in the day when he was building the first mass production. He said to his employees, whether you think you can or cannot, you're probably right. And there is a whole myriad of psychologists who have actually worked around that premise and lately uh, i've been coaching someone we'll call him fred who's had a very successful career for about 10 years with a non not-for-profit association he's responsible for institutional contributors and prior to this role he was an event planner so he's had good career growth it's something changed one day he simply stopped believing in himself. And as a result, he really stopped making the decisions that needed to be done and turning to his boss and his peers and looking for them to solve his problems. Some would say he lost confidence in himself 
his manager said, maybe he's plateaued. Maybe he can't go any further in his career. Everyone said, you know, I wish he'd start thinking again and stand on his own two feet. And when he came to me, it was pretty clear that he knew something had changed and he couldn't quite explain why. Then after we talked for a while, he told me about uh, having changed jobs for a brief period of time, uh, that he went to work in a much bigger job and realized he had gotten into a job that was far above his skills. And so he called his old boss and his old boss said, come on back. And he did. And over the course of the next years, when he started thinking about what had changed and why didn't he feel like he could be successful any longer? You know, where to start coaching Fred? Well, it comes back to Henry Ford's statements and the work of a guy named Albert Bandura, a brilliant psychologist who spent most of his life researching and proving the theory behind those famous words of Henry Ford. And Dr. Bandura is in his 90s now and still advocates that whether you think you can or you can't, you're probably right. Now, coaches like me, we're not psychologists, and yet we can learn from people like Bandura so that we can help our clients think differently about their work and their careers and really go back and look at what brought them to the current and what they can use from their past successes to create their future success. It's truly about resiliency and action. And so with credit to Bandura, I wanted to share with you, Sean, some steps that anyone can take, whether you're the helicopter parent who's worried about, are you spending too much time worrying about your children or helping them grow, or the person who's in a new role and suddenly wondering how can they be successful. So it's truly about master your work and use what you learn to build a better you. You know, for Fred or anyone that's faced with a loss of confidence, you have to ask yourself, what have you done before that you can use now? That's resiliency. Past successes and our failures become part of your DNA of resiliency. And you can look in the okay. rearview mirror for a moment and say, what did I do before that brought me here? and use that for the windshield view, or what can you do moving forward? For Fred, this meant looking at all his skills and really meeting with people that were important in his life and saying, what do you think I need to do now? And what did I do well to get me to where I am? Because, you know, feedback is a gift. When it's candid and kind, Accepting feedback that's supportive and accurate, regardless of whether it may bring up your failings. That's an important part of growth. And at the same time, sometimes it's who you know or who you want to know. You know, and you mentioned uh, social media before. We have such broad access today to the works of successful people. 
much more broad access than we've ever had today than in the past. And so you can become better by observing the people that you admire. A business mentor today doesn't have to be somebody you know. It can be somebody you read about because certainly they're prolific authors as well. And you can use their techniques to truly try to enhance and improve your capabilities. And being positive works. The ability to parse out the, the valuable and the positive away from the negative and the pointless is that's I guess is my biggest concern uh, the the skill that I want my daughter to develop um, and and I she's she's doing well she doesn't need me to hover around her as much as I do I think it's more of my own insecurities than it is her inabilities um, and I you did mention that I'm very positive with her I, I believe in her I'm always telling her that she can do anything that she wants to do and I'm learning to step back a little bit to allow her to actually prove that to herself. So you're right. Positivity is, uh, is invaluable. You know, it truly is. We've heard cliches, make lemonade out of lemons, uh, turn a frown around and you have a smile. And, and it may sound corny. And yet the science behind it is that if you think positive, if you focus on your positive, if you use your strengths, then you will be successful. And the resiliency of accepting that we are going to have failures, we are going to need to develop things, and we're going to have to constantly redevelop ourselves, reinvent ourselves, so to speak. And it was focusing on the positive and the feedback that allowed Fred to begin to see how he was limiting himself. In part, it was because he doubted his own resiliency, and in part, it was because he was afraid to admit that he needed some help. Fred had a very wise boss, however. Fred's boss, over a casual conversation, shared with Fred his own failures, his own doubts, and encouraged him to take on more projects under under his tutelage so that he would grow again and be positive again and to take risks and chances. And it was taking those risks that he began to see that confidence and resiliency are two sides of the same coin. And so he's embarked on some new projects for his current employer. He's asked for help from a more senior team member, and that te new team member has taken on mentoring him and, and being a confidant, a friend, an advisor, and a counselor. Along the way, Fred on his own created a mantra for himself, and he has it written discreetly on an index card that he keeps on his uh, phone and in his notebook. And it says, my actions create my confidence, which creates my success. Now, I like the happy ending in Fred's story. Increasing one's own self-efficacy is really hard work. 
Losing belief in yourself doesn't come in one day. And really, you cannot regain confidence in yourself in a single coaching conversation or a single day or a single interaction with someone giving you feedback. It's a process. And yet I hope that the story of Fred really helps inform all of us about the importance of our own self-confidence. Um, I think Albert Bandura has done a heck of a job throughout his very long career to give support to the power of focusing on your own strengths, capabilities, and fundamental belief in what you do well. Um, and I really think there's another quote from him uh, that that's important to the world of coaching. And that is that it's partly on the basis of efficacy that people choose what goal challenges to undertake and how much effort to invest in the endeavor and how long to persevere in the face of difficulties. You know, that's well said by Albert, and I still like Henry Ford's quote. Whether you think you can or cannot, you're probably right. You know, I've always thought that confidence and doubt were both like muscles. Mm -hmm. The more you exercise your doubt, the more you reinforce your doubt, the stronger it gets. But the same can be said for your confidence. The, the more you have one, just take one little extra step this time and push a little bit farther next time and step out of your comfort zone just an extra step the next time confidence is a muscle you can you can build that and the more you build it the better you get at it the easier it becomes uh, and this is not confidence to the the degree of hubris that's unfounded confidence this is confidence in things that you've proven to yourself that you can do and as you mentioned, you know, you, you build your skill sets as you're traveling and the, the vehicle of, of tools that brought you to this point in your career successfully, you don't just throw all those tools away and start from scratch and go to the next level. You use the things that work, you improve them, you uh, evolve them, and you add in some new tools into that toolkit. And those are the things that help you, together with your confidence, help you successfully navigate the next step. Whether that's something as simple as just a project, maybe it's something as involved as a career change. Uh, you know what, I'm really curious that no one ever asks the coach how they handled the thing that was their... Um, that was their struggle. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot, Jackie Werblow. What was, what was something that you really had to struggle with and, and really got in your way for a while until you finally figured out how to approach it? What was the thing? Oh, wow, Sean, that's a great question. You know, I, I think that, um, continuous reinvention and the power of making sure I didn't get lazy about learning was the thing I've had to overcome. You know what I mean by that? Um, recently, uh, Warren Buffett and a few others said that if you're not spending 10% of your week learning, 
then you're missing out on your own development. And I think that the thing I've had to overcome in the midpoint of my career was being stagnant, was allowing myself to become too comfortable. And as a result of that comfortable situation, I became willing to let the learnings of future development and technology and in um, uh, new ways of, of hiring people and leading people, I let that walk right by me and was comfortable with the past as opposed to learning about the future. And I had to overcome that by remembering that, you know, I had a good head on my shoulders and I could learn new things. And my failure to embrace learning was really a lack of confidence. Could I go back to school? Could I take on the next new challenge? You know, we can all become comfortable. And that in itself is a bit of a loss of confidence in our ability to go forward. So that was my thing. The thing that ties it all together is if someone is mentoring you or providing coaching or, or inspiration to you, if they aren't willing to step out of their comfort zone to improve themselves, why in the world would you listen to anything they have to say? That's a, that's a, for you to have stepped out of your uh, comfort zone and embrace the thing that you knew you needed to do just reinforces the validity of what you say. You come from a point of experience and I think that's one of the reasons that you've been able to get to where you are in the industry. Uh, and I'm really excited that I got to have another chance to talk to you. I can't wait until the next one because you always have such great stories and I always learn something. Today, I've had the privilege of having another conversation with my friend, Jackie Werblow, the CEO and head coach of Convex Leadership. Jackie, thank you so much. It's always wonderful to get to talk to you for a little bit. Well, thank you, Sean, and I look forward to our next conversation as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.